Oh my God, it is early in the morning. Yeah, it is. Jesus. Lucky I'm here. And I see... Welcome. A bunch of people here. Yeah. At the Abbey. Yeah, good turnout. In Mount Washington. The Uptown Abbey. in attendance. Tsunami Baltimore, stand up! That, that's normally when you should like yell and scream. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's stressed out at the TV. I was yeah. going to say, well, there's tension in the air just because it's a time yeah. where. Yeah. Hey, let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow the Malort. Looks great in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League or the third round of the FA Cup, as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, this emotional bag of luggage we're going to unpack together, Mr. Samuel Graham in full pound. How we doing, sir? Pretty good. <laughs> I think he's still having flashbacks from all the VAR mishaps that uh, happened uh, in the Arsenal-Newcastle match on, earlier this Gary season. Neil, it's fine. All right. Don't and also joining us today as well, our boy, my brother from another mother, what up? my fellow man of the drip. Yeah, that's right. Alan, how we doing good, I'm, sir? I'm good, baby. Time we're Darby. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, you it's going to be the, exciting. The, the very tense crowd here. Uh, trying to keep their pants on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I said, we're recording here at the uh, Abbey in Mount Washington. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It's at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Very good. You can uh, get in touch with Alan at shityourpants.com. <laughs> That's right. Uh, drop three points at St. James's Park.net. <laughs> Uh, as customary for us, we uh, we do like to drink alcohol, but we're letting the bartender get the uh, tables kind of right, uh, the TV right first, and then we'll go ahead and worry about the uh, about the alcohol. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about that later, yeah, no problem. We're, 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 we're going to drink beer. That's what's going to happen, easy. because that's what is customary to do at 7.45 in the morning on a Saturday. As you all have come to expect from us. All right. Well, Mr. Graham, here comes the part of admin where you need to be ready, which you probably aren't because your phone's not in your hand yet. No, uh, well, I don't didn't know we were doing this shit. Didn't even know we were starting. That's yes. why I didn't have my jacket off. <laughs> we're ready. We're in there. It is the FA Cup third round, and of course, so far we've already had a few matches, and we're gonna once Mr. Graham pulls up the scores, he's gonna recap what's happened so far. Really, none of that matters, Alan. Why? Because of Tyneware. Tyneware. We have a Tyneware. That's right. Um, and I can, uh, but before Graham gets to that, I could just tell a little tension in the room. I know we're all having flashbacks from the uh, the Bulgarian Wall of Defense that was. Dimitar Mitrov and the mighty Cambridge United when he set a FA Cup record. 800th 
137 saves in a single match. Yep, most ever. And a one nothing defeat. I know that's a little tough on you. Yeah. I do love that we are playing to an audience of ourselves right now, which is pretty great. It's great. Are you you ready? Even Keith doesn't care anymore. The the game's still not on, so no no audience right now. It's fine, though. So, uh, Mr. Graham, go ahead and uh, run through the scores so far. If there was any other example that there's too much fucking football right now, uh, Crystal Palace nil, Everton nil, and a claw-your-eyes-out game (laughs) on Thursday uh, to get the third round started. Well done, lads. We've got live TV, folks. Uh, We've got TV, finally. Brentford and Wolves uh, drew 1-1 on Friday. Fulham 1-0 over Rotherham. And Tottenham 1-0 over Burnley. uh, In an actual dominating performance. uh, But they just couldn't get the job done. Uh, the Gek has checked in on the chat. Hello, Gek. Ipswich is up 1-0. Ipswich up 1-0 already. They How about are, that? So that. is Oxford United. The Tractor Boys? What's that? So is Oxford United over Coventry right now. Very good. Away we to love Coventry. It. Fun that. fact, we lost to Oxford in this uh, tournament before as we well. We didn't talk yeah. about previous <laughs> losses. Positive energy, Alan. Positive energy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Time where? Well, <laughs> just going to say real quick, obviously, the Time where. Alan, give a quick uh, shout-out about the Time where Darby and then we're going to get the fuck out of here because they're already shaking hands. Yeah, um, for those who don't know, uh, a local rivalry, Newcastle and Sunderland, uh, they're separated by only a couple of miles. Uh, a lot of hatred from back in the parliamentary and royal royal uh, separation days. Um, but look, we haven't played each other in eight years. Uh, Newcastle, my beloved Newcastle, has lost six in a row prior to that. This is the biggest thing. We're out of Europe. We're out of the Carabao Cup. This is our last bastion of hope and we've got to do it against our biggest rivals. So let's go, baby. Excellent. And the good news is, is you literally have four and a half players in your starting lineup. Correct. Which is an improvement of the three and a half that you had the week That's before. Right. That's right. So everything's going to go perfectly fine. Nothing to see here, you looky lose. And we will be right back at halftime. I've got a fun fact about magpies. <laughs> they steal stuff. <laughs> and punch horses. Hello, folks. We are back. Halftime. Alan, why don't you have a little word with these good people? Hey, check. Everybody, listen up. Want to get a song going? So let's start it up. The Blading Races. If you don't know the words, the lyrics are on the table. Let's go. Hey, Joe, you got me? Oh, lads. You should have seen us gunning. All the roads along the road, just as they were standing. All the lads and lasses there, all the smiling faces, coming along the Scotswood Road to see the blazes. Blood Run RA, Toon, Toon, Blood Run RA, Blood Run RA. Nice. One nil up. One nil up. That calls for a woolly copter, doesn't it? It does. It, oh, I got here. It's a thrown down. The cup tradition <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> All right, I went ahead and did a costume change. I got on Pickford jersey, but I want to make sure I do this correctly. <laughs> Are we doing this right, guys, from Pickford? Everybody. Gator Arms has made an appearance. Gator Arms is here. He's here. Little Arms. We also have a horse for free punches. You know, no, no fee whatsoever. If you want to punch a horse, step right up. We'll give him a whack. There he is. 
other, <laughs> the other key thing to uh, uh, also make sure of, guys, let's make sure, as we're all wearing black and white, do not punch each other on the pitch, as y'all have been prone to do. This is true. I'll tell you what. 1-0, Newcastle up in the time where this is absolutely perfect. Alan, what, what more could you ask for, man? Uh, not much. An own goal? Give me another own goal. We don't even have to work today. Like, uh, the guys are taking the uh, fucking 90 minutes off. <laughs> We can do that. <laughs> Ian is not a fan of Sean Longstaff. He, lo- he loves him in spirit. He hates him on the pitch. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Basically. I mean, he missed the best chance of the game, honestly. He did miss the best had. chance of the game. We've um, had some good chances. We're starting to really take control. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it was obviously, you know, kind of fortunate circumstances that, that Newcastle did score the goal. Yeah. Kind of fortunate. Yep. The defender had to make the challenge because Isaac was there. Uh, yep. Obviously on the doorstep, wide open goal. Wouldn't have been a problem. Should have been a penalty before that, though. Should have been a penalty as we look at it on the screen over here. Um, I mean, no ball. He had arm. He had a fistful of shirt. Nothing. No, no. Absolutely nothing at all. No reaction from the referee whatsoever. But, hey, that's fine. We're, out, we're still 1-0 up. I would argue didn't even play the ball. Uh, could have been a red. Could have been a double could've, jeopardy situation. I think, I think might have been why he wasn't fouled or given the foul is because he would have had to send him off. Maybe didn't want to influence the the rest of the match with the with the sending off in the 30th. But, yeah, yeah. obviously. But definitely a shout for it. But you know what else I don't really care for, honestly, Alan, is the fact that because you're at a championship stadium right now, the use of VAR is not there. That's right. Uh, which means that, say, Sam and Everton on Thursday, right. VAR came into play with Dominic Calvert-Lewin getting sent off. That means teams are playing in the same competition under different sets of fucking rules. That's right. Can't stand that. Yeah, it's terrible. Hate it. And you have a Premier League referee who now for the last three, four seasons has been used to refing with VAR and Craig Paulson, mm-hmm. who doesn't have the use of VAR. Yeah. There's three or four times, it just his body position yeah. looked completely unnatural to me to use a refereeing term. No, I'd, mold. I'd agree. The absolute it, and it keeps the whistle in their hand instead of really, you know, letting them pull. It completely changes the scope of the game. And you could tell in that call that he did not make, he was simply, he his brain is wired to go, oh, well, die in the sky is going to tell me that I missed that. I have somebody let to help play, me. Yeah. Somebody will let me know. And what's uh, shameful is, I mean, to, to say VAR has jumped the shark is a, uh, you know, kind of a, uh, an afterthought. But you look at it and they, that game on Thursday, the, the, the red card to DCL, his reaction was priceless because it was just this... Really? That's what yeah. we've come to now? Exas- okay. Exasperation. Just turned around and walked yeah. off. And it just, I mean, and you hear all the commentators are like, it is the most shameful red they've ever seen. No, the most shameful red was Billy Bolly in the Premier League getting sent off for a perfectly clean tackle. Oh, that's, that's true. Absolutely that's very true. true. Been been quite a shambles. Lewin studs were showing. Yeah. Yeah. There have been quite, however, a, yeah. quite a few I take your shambles point. of calls in the league <laughs> this season. Yeah. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so somehow I, VAR is getting worse. I did tell you uh, before the break that I had a fun fact about magpies. Oh, yes, yeah. please. All right. Uh, so the Latin term for magpie is pika pika. <laughs> pika pika. So you know. In yeah. case Ash Ketchum was around. In case Ash Ketchum's uh, here. But if not, pika also is a um, part of a term uh, that is used to describe a human, uh, human eating disorder. Uh, and it was derived from that exact Latin name because of the magpie's propensity to eat seemingly random things. Yeah, they do right? eat anything, really. Um, now... Also, Sausage rolls. Also, what we know about birds is they tend to regurgitate what they eat for their young. 
So in the fact that they'll eat just about anything all the time, much like a 1195-pound sausage, sausage roll from Greg's oh, <laughs> <in> the fireplaces, <laughs> why would you ever hate Mike Ashley? It, it seems like he is the ultimate he is the He is the magpie. <laughs> he, he actually turned into a human from the a magpie. magpie. Yeah, yeah. He was a magpie bird and then formed into a human and bought Newcastle United. It's I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and it made total sense. And that was a, match, a marriage made in heaven, honestly. Yeah, it really was. Well, I will say if this score holds up and uh, Newcastle ends up winning, uh, there will be many of the Toon Army Baltimore throwing up in fireplaces today because there's also uh, Raven Steelers later on today yeah, as well. That's, uh, uh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. The Toon Army Baltimore is in for a long day. Uh, I've already two shots of Jameson and two Guinnesses in. Nice. Um, it, what, I, I don't have a watch on, but I'm looking at my fake watch, and it's, I don't know, not 10. I'll tell you. <laughs> no, it is 843. It is eight, so there you go. I'm there at 843. We'll see what happens in another couple of hours. Say, and, and to keep up with uh, what we are drinking. Uh, we are all drinking Guinness. Of yeah. course, uh, the boys are drinking uh, the dark stuff, and I am trash, so I'm drinking the blonde oh, stuff. Oh, give me a point to that black stuff. Give me a point to the black stuff. Give me a point to the black stuff. Mr. Graham, why don't you go ahead and uh, pull up the scores of everything else going on around in the FA Cup, because there's something I want to inject straight into my fucking veins right now. Uh, I believe you're talking about the Maidstone United. The, the only, Stone, The only MUFC uh, that I'm aware of. 1-0 up over Stevenage currently. Coventry 4-1 up over Oxford United. Ipswich 2-1 up over uh, Wimbledon. And Leicester 2-1 up at Millwall. Newcastle, obviously, as we've uh, previously discussed, 1-0 up over Sunderland at the Stadium of Life. Fantastic. Right. Love it. We've got a, our next guest up. We've been uh, wanting to chat with. We have Ian here. Ian, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good considering the time of the bloody morning. Yeah, it is a little early, isn't it? Yeah, at least it could be worse. You know, I was talking to someone last night out in Seattle and they were getting up and going to the bar at 4 o'clock this morning. Oh, it definitely yeah. be worse. That is for me, I'm sure. I was up at 5.30. I, I, got up at, I got up at 5 this morning. Yeah. yeah. And my fucking match didn't even until Sunday. I, I was going <laughs> to say, could you even sleep, you know? Yeah, you know, I've been a Newcastle fan all my life. I turned 55 at the end of this month, right? So, you know... The games are games, you know, we, we win some, we lose some, that's, that's how football is, you know. There's no, I, I see all these fans that get really, really upset about the fact that we're losing and this. It's like, it's part of the thing, you know, look how many injuries we've had over the last, you know, six months. Look how many games we've been playing over the last six months. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't win them all, so, you know, and we're way ahead. Last year was a fluke, you know. I love the fact that we got to Europe, but I said before we got there, I said it's going to kill us because we don't have the depth of squad. Absolutely. You know, now we're on the place where we can start building. You know, we should have finished top 10 last year. We should finish top 10 this year. Top six next two years and then top four pushing after that. You know, build the squad. Absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. Well, we, then, were, we were joking uh, earlier that uh, so far in the last two months, you have been fielding a team of about four and a half players every single match, it seems like, <laughs> with the amount of injuries you've had. Well, yeah, we've been, play we've been playing academic kids, you know, kids from the academy. You know, luckily we've got that young Miley who's an absolute blinder. In fact, he should have started today over Longstaff, in my opinion. You know, you look, you look at look at those Champions League games. You know, half the players were on there with with people I'd never even seen of. You know, we we can't compete when we've got a squad that's using academy players, no matter how good they're turning out. Today. Absolutely right. 
100% right. It all came very quickly. I mean, the overachievement of last season almost set up, set you up for disappointment this season because well, of that. Well, it is. You look, you look at all, of, all the blogs and everything. You look at these fans going, oh, yeah, we should be doing this, we should be doing that. When the new owners took over, they said, we've got a five-year plan. Yeah. Right? So let's stick to that five-year plan. Like I said, last year was an absolute fluke. There was no Absolutely. reason. We, we shouldn't have finished top four. We did, and it was fantastic. It brought us a bit more money in. But look what we're doing now. We're struggling because our, our players are injured because they're right. playing all the, those I extra mean, games. The, the amount of football you all have played has been absolutely ridiculous, especially that back line. Yeah, and we've been playing with we've been playing with the same with the same team. The team picked itself. We didn't have anybody. You know, I was looking at the last few games, and we've had goalkeepers and defenders. We've got no midfielders. We've got one, maybe two attackers on there. All right, I know people are starting to come back from injury, but still, you know, the squad is so so depleted. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent right. Um, I was the. It was kind of funny this morning. A little tension in the room, not just because it's a tie and wear derby, but also because we couldn't get the fucking TVs right. Yeah. So it's like we're trying to talk, and everybody else is just looking at the TVs, going, "Make it fucking work." Make it work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that, that's something as well we have to live with. You know, all these, all these different competitions they're all on different different channels oh yeah you know it's everybody each competition sells its own rights or they're all you know you've got peacock you've got espn plus you've got what's the other one paramount, paramount for plus. champions paramount, yeah. league yep you know it's it's like it's and it's all to do with money you know don't, oh, get, don't get me started on that aspect of the bloody game neither you know? absolutely 100 percent well, Ian, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to get ready to get back into the second half, everybody. And uh, we'll be here at the end to uh, recap everything and also recap the games as well. And, of course, be sure to check us out at DU Football Show on all the social medias. And, and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Excellent. We will be back at the conclusion of the match. Cheers, guys. Love it. All right. We are back. The match is over. What a start to the second half. Isaacs with the quick goal off yet another Sunderland mistake. Yes. And then, of course, Isaac ends up with the brace as he scores late in the match on a penalty that uh, Anthony Gordon drew. And Newcastle wins. Three to fucking nil. Three nil, absolutely fantastic uh, result for Newcastle. Obviously, uh, uh, it's a big, big monkey off their back, um, especially after that first penalty wasn't given. Right. It was very, very tense in that first half. Oh gosh, yes. Also tense as well. Uh, just here at the Abbey, you know, even at two nil, there was a couple of times that. Sunderland was starting to press, and you could just tell everybody in the room's like, no, no, don't let it happen. Take a look at what's going on over there real quick. They're cuddling the sex doll. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, we did not describe, but someone came in with a sex doll with a uh, Sunderland jersey on it, which is uh, very fitting. I did enjoy that. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> You know, it's what you like to see, the good, wholesome family fun that football's become. Absolutely. So, Mr. Graham, why don't you go ahead and go over the uh, scores around the rest of uh, the FA Cup third round, and then we'll get Alan and Keith up here to chat a little bit as well. Absolutely. So, we've had Coventry uh, finished up 6-2 over Oxford United. Ipswich 3-1 over Wimbledon, who did see a player sent off in that game. Uh, Leicester 3-2 over Millwall, and then obviously uh, Newcastle 3-0 over Sunderland. Um, 
Now, I'm sure you've been waiting for this one, Sam. Right. Maidstone United Football Club did the business over Stevenage at home, 1-0, and that's what we live for, the lowest-ranked team in the competition in the sixth tier of English football. Uh, we got Allen coming up here. Yes, as we now, were, we were uh, just into, recapping. Into the fourth round yep. after beating League One Stevenage. <laughs> Yep, as we were already talking, as Alan comes up here, <laughs> the stone, the mighty stone, get the win at the village ground over Stevenage. Take that sweet brown drug and just put it right into my arm, right there. Careful, we are in Baltimore. It's Sam. not going between my toes. I no, don't want to no. hide it. I want I'm not there. To see I'm that not mark. there yet. I want people to see that mark. I'm not a stone junkie yet, but I'm now there. <laughs> yes, sir. Love you, brother. All right. So, real quick, just one very important question. Alan, can you finally fucking smile? You want a time wear Darby? That's some fucking Lily, man. Oh, God. It's been eight years. Eight years plus. I know. Convincingly, which it should have been because we we're fucking better than them. Now, but. Don't. The one time I would say that I was happy to see Sunderland win this tie, the one time, was when Big Sam was on the touchline. Yeah. And it made his little fat face very sad. It did. It did. And that was exciting to me. We were talking earlier before you showed up about, like, my most hated of results. And it was the Polo de Cano slide in the suit. He, like, got grass stains on his Armani. And I was furious about it. (laughs) Well, he wasn't wearing Armani. No, it was... He's a fascist. He was wearing his gray jumpsuit. Don't worry about it. uh, Sorry, Versace. (laughs) Alan, you were... uh, You had told a little story about how everything went today because it was 6,000 Jordies going to the Stadium of Light. That's correct. Uh, Tell everybody for for the listening audience exactly what happened on getting everybody to the grounds today. Uh, Yeah, so 6,000 Jordies, they allowed us somehow to take that many (laughs) of ours, our supporters to their away stadium. Um, So in order to keep everything organized and to stop horses being punched and other things that happen in, in oh, Newcastle. Oh, post game? Yeah. Many a horse are being punched tonight. Many a horse are being punched. It's not a Newcastle horse, though. It's a Sunderland <laughs> horse. But, like, to, to, to your mention, uh, yeah, so it's, this is such a, a divisive derby that Newcastle had, took it upon themselves to force season ticket holders, ticket holders to have to meet at St. James's Park uh, the, the Sports Direct Arena. It's, uh, no, it's, it's St. James Park now. We've, we're long gone from the Ashley era. We're long gone from the Dort Spirex. <laughs> so, yes, all of, all of our ticket holders, 6,000 ticket holders had to meet at St. James's Park, get onto a bus chartered by the club, drive over to the Stadium of Light, and then get handed their ticket and told to walk right inside. Because if there was any gray time, any down period, horses punched, Mackums Mackums knifed, (laughs) you know, it would have been an absolute disaster. So absolutely, crowd control was, they're probably still there singing, because they're not leaving for another hour or two. How could you you leave when you were set up with such a brilliant accommodation (laughs) inside the stadium of life? Oh, they made us feel at home. Brilliantly, they made us feel at home. Uh, And I don't know if anybody saw this story in the Guardian, 
but someone have been made to apologize to the supporters after an ostensibly friendly yet incredibly naive gesture on the part of the club officials before Saturday's derby. Uh, around 700 of the 6,000 strong contingent of traveling supporters paid 600 pounds a head to purchase special hospitality tickets in the Black Cat Suite, which comes equipped with a bar. In an attempt to welcome them, or possibly reduce the prospect of any vandalism, the normally red and white themed suite was specially decorated with black and white banners and signage emblazoned with slogans including, We Are United! And bizarrely, cheer up Peter Reed. A song that <laughs> Newcastle fans Peter used to sing <laughs> against former Sunderland manager Peter Reed. <laughs> um, yeah, very good. Uh, social media storm erupted on Thursday when pictures of the new decor appeared online, leading to Sunderland admitting that the temporary rebrand represented a serious error in judgment and that the space had been returned to its original state. Fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Uh, hey. If, if what a small club mentality. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, look, I understand we got bought by the richest group in the world and we have all this money. But those aren't but, quotes. That's real. This, uh, that's true. That's true. That's very true. But... You don't do that to anyone. It doesn't matter how much money they have. Are you are you making the Arsenal bar blue for Tottenham? Absolutely Never. fucking no. not. Are you painting anything red at Goodison Park? No, absolutely no. not. <laughs> for them to do this, like I even looked at it and I was almost offended. And I'm yeah. an I'm a new okay, what are you doing? What I wouldn't Please. want you to do that for no. me. No. no, I don't want it. I want the sticky I want you to. I want yeah. you to feel hostile towards me. Yeah. I know where I'm going. Exactly. I know what I'm doing. It's fine. This famously brings up that, that other point I, I've mentioned it multiple times on the show. The only place in the world that you can find a Coca-Cola logo that is not red is at the Bombonera. That's true. In Argentina. Yep. Because... Um, Boca Juniors will not have well, not a like red and white logo in their stadium, period. period. Because that's River Plate. That's so right. Coca-Cola, if you want to fucking do it. Do you want to sell Coke here? We can buy Pepsi. Pepsi's blue. It's black. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's something that's worth mentioning because we didn't talk about it at the start of the show. And Sam and I have chatted about a bunch is the the brevity of what the Tyne wear is. Like, you, you think of derbies and you think of the, you know, the Northern London derby. You think of the Mersey side. You think of the uh, the Manchester Derby, which has become very one-sided. The Derby you think, of, you think of the you think of. <laughs> you, but for me, in that top five, hands down with a bullet is Time Wear. Time Wear is a nasty fucking derby. Well, both, both, both towns are, are one club towns, and they're situated what 15 miles apart, maybe 12, 12 miles. miles apart. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And to, to give you an idea, I looked this up last night as well. As far as I could find on the internet, only 13 players have ever directly transferred between the two clubs. And Newcastle were founded in 1892 and Sunderland were in 1879. Yep. So you're wow. talking about over 130 years of history and only 13 players have moved. That's have gone one club person club. a fucking decade yeah. has directly transferred between the two clubs. Absolutely. Over 20 have played for both. But yep. they had to stop at least one stop in between. I've spent the last week or two talking to newer English fans who don't really understand and trying to explain this to them. And I definitely compare it to those River Plates, those South American Derbies, Absolutely. those, you know, like... 
I, not even domestic club derbies. They're, they're all, it's, this is almost on a level of an international oh, where, where it becomes like the hatred is so deep. And yes, oh, yeah. it's been eight years, so it's taken a little bit to kind of figure ourselves back out to get back into the hatred. But those who have been around, this is natural. Well, they, they know what it is. You're exactly yeah, right. This it's is like, natural for us. It's like the us. old firm. Yeah, it's I, like the Roman. I woke Barbie. up this morning and I said, I miss this. I oh, yeah. miss this because I used to do this twice a year. But, yeah. So you know what? They, people ask me all the time. It's like, what, what, do, what do you think of Tottenham this year? What do you think they're going to do? Right? And as an Arsenal supporter, do you hope they get relegated? I mean, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it's funny. Yes, yeah, a little. But no, no. Because Batman needs Joker. Correct. Right? And I couldn't imagine. Uh, West Ham and Millwall. Yep. They haven't been in the same league in fucking 30 years. Yeah. You know? Yep. It's, I wouldn't know what to do without them. If I had a season where my derby didn't happen, it's like, well, there's two Saturdays. Dude, that it, I'm, like, it, it took I us a couple of years to understand why, the, you know, to, to grasp the derby not happening. Exactly. And so when this draw happened... Dude, the uh, the Newcastle and the Sunderland Worlds went ablaze. Oh, it was it was it proper was, Green Street hooligans yeah. vibes. If and you remember the, if you remember the movie yep. when West Ham drew Millwall in the Absolute FA Cup, Absolute madness. And that that's the glory of the cup, though. That's, that that's what it is. That's the point. Absolutely. Well, dude, I, and you know what? And then as you, stories like you two as neutrals immediately hit me up and we're like, Todd Weir, <laughs> you know what it is? Oh, let's go. Had to. Had to. Uh, Alan, I want you to stick close, but I want to get uh, Keith up here and get his thoughts on the match. So, but I want you to uh, sign us off when we're all done, okay? All right, perfect. Cheers. Hopefully the mic's caught uh, that. Alan, remember if while you're in there, if you that. play with it, more, if you shake it more than twice, you're playing with it. Okay, very good. Let's say you're having a wake, then. Just say you're having a wake. It's fine. Oh, it's all the way down there. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> he just, for the, obviously, this is an audio feature. He just scratched his ankle with yes. his heel. Yes, he did. Uh, indicating that his cock was that long. Keith, how are you? Good, sir. Pretty good. How are you two gentlemen doing? Doing fantastic. Happy to be a part of it. Thank you all for welcoming us. Yeah. How, how happy are you to finally, A, have a time where again, B, beat the shit out of them, and C, do it in their building? Yeah, getting the clean sheet was cool too. Uh, Debraca made some really nice saves. Uh, it was a lot of. This is actually the first one I I can't remember actually watching on television. Right. Time wear derby because it's been so damn long. Yeah. Honestly, it has been. It's been fucking ages. Oh, I did 2016 love, was the last time they played. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. Yep. And then and then unfortunately, as we said, six straight for Sunderland. So yeah, I mean, like, it bears worth repeating. We walked in this room. And nobody gave a shit about anything other than the TV working and Newcastle scoring. Like there was a legit tension in here. Uh, there, there was what, eighteen, nineteen people here already when we did the first segment of the show. Yeah. Not a single fucking person looked at us except Alan, because everybody was like, "Put the password in the fucking TV." Well, we've had a few little snafus like that in the past yeah. year, so everybody's not today. Not today. Not please, please not today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I made sure I brought my iPad just in case. So we were we were set regardless. Um, and luckily, they got it to work, and we were able to watch the Mighty Stone. Yeah, we did get to watch the Mighty Stone as well. 
Uh, honestly, the most important question for DU football fit supporters and uh, is, do you have anything to say to Alan Brody right now as the two of you are in a dead heat at the top of fantasy? I was actually shocked to see my position the other day. I checked the standings and I said, holy crap, how did this happen? I was, I'm, I'm used to wallowing mid-table and I'm okay with that, you know? I'm happy being in, so, you know, so person. he's pulling a pwn cares more than I do. He's just like, ah, Alan, I know you're checking it every five minutes. I'm just amazed I'm in seconds. <laughs> when I saw, oh, I was in first, I was shocked. That? That, if that makes it sting just yeah. a little bit more for Not Brody. Not the elbows, but look where I am right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Yeah, and I think one of my first couple picks was Lovely Mason Mount. That one really worked out for me. Yep. I'm just over here catching strays. Yeah, you are. I'm trying to. I lived in this city for seven years, never had a problem. I walk into a fucking tune bar, now I'm catching strays. Well, I mean, hey, hey, Alan, what, it's been, what, a dozen years since you beat Sunderland, so they're feeling chesty right now. <laughs> Gotta take it when you can get it, right? Yep, exactly. Championship squad. I, I took the horse mask off, stop punching me. <laughs> fucking hell. Absolutely brilliant. Well, uh, Keith, thank you so much for uh, having Having us here today, it has been absolutely fantastic. You mind uh, passing over to Alan? We're going to go ahead and wrap this thing Good up. Chatting with you guys. Yeah, Thanks, safe dude, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I got you. I'm back. What's up? All right. Well, oh my yeah. God, I haven't seen I had uh, I haven't seen that in a while. Hey, Adam. Adam. I didn't know they served cake here. Hey, Adam, come here. <laughs> We're talking about your Hatem Banarfa. Look at this beautiful shirt. It's uh, uh, one of the finest number 10s that France has ever produced. <laughs> he was just too into his cake. He was just too into cake, man. <laughs> cake. <laughs> well, that's why he never reached the Eden Hazard levels of overweight. It's true. It's true. Because yeah. he did show he up kept every himself he fit. did show up every preseason. <laughs> kept himself fit on the big side. <laughs> kept oh, himself fit just a little Alan's insinuating that uh, in love with the cake meant he in love with the cocoa. <laughs> I know where we're going. I got you. I got you. I got you. I, mean, I, was, I was. I wonder mistaken. if that reached public domain yet, or if it's just Steamboat Willie. Well, it's probably there. All right. The internet's forever. Well, boys and girls. That is going to wrap it up here from uh, the Abbey in Mount Vernon. Thank you so much for having us today. First, I throw it to you, Mr. Graham. Any parting words? Absolutely. Well done uh, to Tyneside. Yeah, you guys deserved it, absolutely. And um, I'll sign off with these last two words uh, before I say goodbye, obviously, because I always uh, have the last word. Yeah. Uh, pika Pika. <laughs> My brother um, from another, Alan. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Sam's, you know I love you both like fucking family. Uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us and experiencing a time weird derby. Uh, first time in eight years. Uh, this is the first time it's happened since I was just a wee lad. Yeah, yeah so wee lad. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't even a drinking age back when we... Back when we... I think we had just started doing the show. I know, I mean, yeah, I, I know. But, uh, but tell you what, man. This was fucking brilliant. I loved it. The atmosphere was more than anything. We knew we were going to batter this fucking lot. They're terrible. 
They're fucking terrible. And they let 6,500 Geordies come to their home and take over and paint their walls and tell them to go fuck themselves. So up the fucking Geordies. You're welcome. Excellent. So so everybody, uh, if you want to check us out, uh, DU Football Show, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, Mr. Graham, uh, should somebody want to support the show a little bit extra, how would they go about doing that? Oh, very easy. Let me get the old leg out here for a second and uh, push them together. It is... <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash DU Football Show. Sign up to that one beautiful $5 tier. Very easy going. $5 a month to get all the extra content. That sound check where we do an actual sound check. Sometimes you don't hear anything. Uh, other times you hear all the things. <laughs> then it's injury time, which is commonly referred to as DU After Dark. A lot more sex jokes. Still a better football to be talked about. A lot of fun. Excellent. And uh, of course, <laughs> it is. It is definitely like real sex uh, on HBO. <laughs> Full <laughs> penetrative. Real sex. It's like real sex. Why is the fat guy saying real sex? sex. Uh, of course, uh, we are now going to race home to sit in front of our TVs and bounce around on ESPN Plus to watch all the 10 o'clock matches. And should you want to check us out on Monday, we are going to be recapping the entire third round of the FA Cup. You can watch us live wherever you like to uh, stream your podcast and of course our show will be released on Tuesday. Until then everybody, up to Jordy's and get in your stone. <laughs>